All right. Hello and welcome everyone to Weekend Rental, the podcast that discusses gaming and geek culture. This is episode number 27, our highest numbered episode yet. Um, as always, you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. That will take you to our social medias, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube. It's all there. It's your one-stop shop. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, so right into Buy, Rent, Burn, recurring segment of the podcast. If you've not listened to us before, basically what happens is we select a system, this time around the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, the good old NES, and we'll each select a game for it, and we play those games individually. Um, And at the end of this, we decide which game we would personally buy, rent, or burn. Um, The selections this outing... Um, our life force, which Andy has selected, also known as Salamander, everywhere everywhere else in the world. Um, Justin has gone with Ghost Lion, and I have gone with Trog. So let's go back up to the top and discuss life force. Um, I'll read the description here off of Game Facts. Uh, the description: You've saved the innocent people of Gradius from the vile Bacterians, but now an even deadlier plague is slammed into the neighborhood. It's Zelos, an all-engulfing planet-eating alien who's hungry to take a bite out of you. Only this time, you don't have to rescue millions of Gradians alone. You can call on a starfighter friend from the planet Lattice. Lattice? I don't know. Who will fight beside you in his road British space destroyer. That's such a terrible name. Uh, you'll both be gunning for max power-ups with ripple lasers. I almost read that as nipple lasers. Uh, plutonic <laughs> missiles and uh, force fields. But you better be on target, for this isn't your ordinary space scum. And to crush him, you've got to soar through his guts, blast past his death traps, and ultimately blow out his heart. Good luck, Commander. The galaxy's counting on you. That is a lot of story for a game where you basically (laughs) just shoot shit that comes at you. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Um I didn't realize that it was in the same. I mean, obviously, it takes it's basically the same mechanics as Gradius, but I didn't realize it was like a direct Straight sequel. sequel? Yeah, like I didn't either. I knew it was like in the that. same vein, but yeah, I had never noticed that. That's crazy. Yeah. So if, if you're not familiar, it's it's basically that Gradius. It's you know shooting things, getting pickups, and then basically cashing in those uh you know pickups to get whatever weapon or power up you want. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a risk reward system uh, that kind of has been Konami's thing for a long time. Uh, but I don't know. I got to say this game is pretty impressive for what they're pulling off on the NES. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And the fact that they got two player in there is like a huge improvement over yep. Gradius or Gradius. However. I'm sure people are going to be mad at us for how we're saying it either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually own the arcade cabinet of this game. Humble brag. Yeah. I found it pretty interesting (laughs) that it's quite a bit different. Like the game. Yeah. Um, sitting down and playing through this again, obviously it's missing some levels and, you know, it looks a little bit worse than an arcade cabinet does. But honestly, the NES version has a lot of pros to it. It's a lot slower. It's a lot more manageable. It's a lot easier. 
which it's a pretty hard game anyway. Relative to the arcade, yeah. Yes, it's (laughs) relative to the arcade. It's easier, but it's still a pretty hard game overall. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, it doesn't have the power-up system. It doesn't have like the Gradius-style power-up system in the arcade. You know, it's just pick up and it immediately powers you up in the arcade. So I found that kind of interesting playing this some more. And uh, I actually kind of like that system better. You know, the holding on to things and then cashing them in. I, th- right. I like that system a lot better. <clears throat> One, it's really familiar too, like for a lot of shooters in that vein. Like you said, the Konami kind of just does that. Yep. <clears throat> I've always had a problem with like the ship design in these games, though, just because it is such a slender sprite. Like it's so easy to kind of like lose it or misjudge by a few pixels, like how close you are to something. Um, which yeah. resulted in me dying a lot from clipping. Also, just the fact that I'm panicking probably and like hitting up and down too much <laughs> when I shouldn't be is part of it, but I don't know. It's necessary all- though, too, I guess, because they kind of incorporate the level design around that with like those growing walls and stuff that you have to shoot your way through. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. They do a good use of like sort of justifying that that design. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of environmental moving in this game that you have to look out for. Yeah. Oh my god, those freaking solar flares. I yes. hate that shit. Yeah, I died you know, on I those lost, all the time. Yes. I used the Konami code, and I think I used an entire continue. Like, set 30 lives to get through that section, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if anything, the bosses are the easiest part of this game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're a cakewalk, as long as you're able to keep up with the pattern. That yep. second one, though, is it the second one that's got, like, the four tentacles that, like rotate counterclockwise or clockwise yeah because that one i had a, on that it stops. yes i was gonna say i had a hell of a time getting into the groove on that yeah yeah that that level is <laughs> on the arcade game that you know where the the part right before that where you have those blue balls bouncing everywhere uh-huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's hear more about these blue balls please <laughs> so in the arcade game the, the arcade just gives you a ton of blue balls. Just they're okay. just bouncing all over. <laughs> Sounds painful. They just don't stop. It's just blue balls all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> on the NES, at least they limited to four or five. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I think that was probably for the sake of frame rate for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's uh makes it a lot more manageable. Sometimes, like, yeah. when you play a game and it gets that impossible, it's just, like, you're not even... You get so frustrated, like, like you can't even beat this. Like, what's... <laughs> it's impossible, you know? But... Right. No, I think it's, like, as a shooter on the NES, I think it's probably one of the best examples. Um, you know, it's probably some people's favorite shooter on the NES. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the music's good. Of course, it's Konami. The controls are tight. Um, it's punishingly difficult, but it's also rewarding. Um, and just the visuals and amount of on-screen effects. And like you said, like the environmental stuff that comes out, like the solar flares, the spikes, you know, the growing hazards. Um, it's all really faithful to, you know, what arcade games or the arcade version of it pulled off. And it still runs incredibly well. And I, I, I think the two-player aspect makes a huge you know, plus for this over like other shooters. I played through the entire thing with my son and we had a great time. Of course, use the Konami code because I don't hate myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like 30 minutes and 
end screen and you know, and then it resets and goes right back into it. And then you find yourself playing half the game again, not realizing that you've just done it. Yeah. Plus we should mention it. It does switch between vertical ends and uh, yes. horizontal shooting, which is pretty unique in that regard. That is pretty cool. The horizontal stuff or like the vertical stuff. Uh, I mean, made me really feel like I was playing kind of like a dumbed down or watered down version of blazing lasers. Like there's a couple of those like sections where there's like the floating brains and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this feels very familiar. I mean, predates it of course, but Justin loved it. I know how much he likes (laughs) shooters. Uh, So Justin, can we hear about how much you loved this game? (laughs) I mean, as far as the gameplay of it, it plays really well. Um, Like you guys said, the controls are really good. Um, it, it's a style of game that I'm not a huge fan of. The Memorizing the maps, though, would be huge because you have to do that in these games. Yeah. Um, just die and die and die and remember the maps. Um, so I can see where a lot of people would find it, you know, to be one of the, the better games in that era. But I wasn't a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that surprises anyone, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really have a whole lot to say on it, but I mean, it look looks decent. Well, let's be honest. I was really how, frustrated. How how long what? did you get into this game before you were like f this? I played about a half hour. Oh wow, that's pre- okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't I didn't keep continuing though. Like it gave me what two continues, and then I was working on another project, so I waited and came back and restarted. So it was two tries at it sure well, that's better at least give it the good old-fashioned college try i guess <laughs> <laughs> there's right. more time than i gave one of the games oh yeah i bet <laughs> i know which one. game it is <laughs> <laughs> i'll just take a wild guess as to which one it is all right <laughs> so let's move on with that segue uh, let's move on to <laughs> Justin's pick, Ghost Lion. Um, so description on this one, how high are your hopes? How powerful are your dreams? How strong is your courage? You'll need them all to help Maria find her parents in the caverns of the Ghost Lion. Use magic bombs, storms, and thunder wisely against zombies, goblins, and kobold, the monster with a face of a dog. Uh, keep your companions close. Centaur, the half-man, half-horse. Twana, spirit of the lamp and faithful mojo the spirit of the spear uh it's the easiest way to get into role-playing bullshit uh and only the biggest supply of courage will get you and maria through yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i had no idea what this game was um i picked it out of a list just random and I guess basically it it's kind of um I suppose like what the Zelda style uh, over the top like you explore random encounters I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really play Zelda ever either, but it's it's, <laughs> it's more kinda... of a traditional turn-based RPG, but yeah, the the map overview part, yeah, I would say is yeah. Zelda-esque. And then yeah, the combat you get its turn and it Seems like it's random as to who gets to go first. I don't know. 
Um, but you walk around, you find treasure and whatnot. Uh, apparently ruber- rubies are your currency or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Not much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I will say like uh, this is a fairly I, I think it's safe to say this is a fairly uncommon game on the NES. Uh, it has probably one of the greatest, most eighties ass cover arts in the entire library for that system. Oh yeah, it's like a chick with a like she looks like she fell out of like a dance aerobic video from the eighties, like sitting there <laughs> with a white line. She's got the eighties hair. It's pretty badass. Uh, but in that in the game, it's it's. I don't play RPGs, so I don't know how this rates on scales of like eight bit RPGs. But um, it all seemed very basic. There was some nice animation and like storytelling, although it's a very dumb story. Um, I got to the first village. I talked to everybody in it, and they all just said stupid crap that was awful and pointless. And then. You mean bread? I, yeah, get me bread. You don't have any. <laughs> Buy some. Like, F you, lady. And then just, like, before I finally died in that first cave, like, that fight music, like, the battle sequence music is the most grating, obnoxious yes. crap. It's awful. You cannot have awful music in a RPG that you're going to do a ton of random encounters in. <laughs> right (laughs) and like it's weird too because like this game you don't have like a party so much as you just have like random magical items that like summon people to attack for you within the battle screen so you have a party but you don't you have like a lamp and a spear and apparently a centaur at some point and it was all like really it felt very generic to me i don't i don't play a lot of rpgs Andy probably has more of a gauge on this i i agree with justin and not a lot of fun it's kind of the consensus. <laughs> the only thing I had was a dagger. How did you guys have other attacks? Because like, the spear, know. you have to go on. If you go to the spear, then that Twana guy or whatever comes out, and then the dagger is when the creepy old man comes out. And you I have think to you use a attack. The call a command, I think. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, because you can't. Oh, right. Yeah, you can't attack. You have to go into like call, and then you have to like unlock them through the. Yeah, that's right. Because the dagger is your weapon, and then you go into call yep. on the spear. Or the lamp, and then it summons the other two dudes. Because like you just okay. get wrecked if you don't use the old man off the start. Yeah, yeah. I used the dagger, and I died. I played the first mission to the cave. I did mm-hmm. that what three times, and it ended the same way with me dying right after finding the goblin. Another thing too, when you're walking across a bridge and you get swept away by the river. How do you end up in a pond with no water coming into it? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a dreamland. <laughs> it's dreams. Don't worry. <laughs> and you totally didn't end up in a Zelda like fairy fountain. Like that is not at all what they made in this game. <laughs> it yeah, was completely was original ideology there. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, though, like, I don't think any RPG could stand up real well in the format of this. Like how we're playing these games, like you're never really going to tell quality between them, I guess. Right. That's true. We're never going to have the time to put into it like we should on those games. But um, yeah, this is kind of like middling, I would say. I mean, it's a Dragon Warrior ripoff. It looks 
just like it. It's got the same kind of battle system. Although, like, the, the summons are kind of cool. Those are different. Um, I liked it. It was almost like they, they're like, oh, no, we don't want anybody to sue us, so we're going to name everything different. So, like, your level is called Hope, and your HP is... What, courage? courage? Yeah. Yep. Courage. And yeah. dreams or something. Just dreams. <laughs> you need dreams, dreams to summon stuff from spears. It's yeah. fact. Yeah. You're all yeah. out of dreams, man. <laughs> 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 oh, it's... Uh, yeah, so that... <laughs> felt that, that was kind of funny. But the, I think the worst part about this game is... I mean, this is all like early stuff, right? So... Right. How you make a, a good Japanese RPG... Like, wasn't set in stone. There's no, like, genre, really. So it was like, they were all kind of guessing. Yeah. And... It's funny, though, because it almost feels like they're, like, really taking, like, a huge effort to westernize the RPG. Like, they put in, like, the most relatable terminology, you know, like, like you know, you're saying, like, XP's gone. Like, it's not a weird story. It's this happy-go-lucky Caucasian family that happens to live in a village <laughs> in the jungle. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. It's the most like PG generic like thing that you could suck like a group of eight year olds into, and like maybe they did the protagonist as a woman to like try and draw the female crowd. I don't know, but oh, yeah, and That's I don't it, this this probably isn't Western developed. I'm guessing, but it it feels very much like they were trying to cater it to our audience. Yeah, in a time when nobody was receptive to that type of game. Yeah, they definitely had like that anime style graphics, you know. So you know, yeah. it's kind of Japanese. Um, but, like, the biggest mistake I think they did was that you don't gain levels by battling. You find all that stuff, like, in a chest. You know, you open oh, really? a chest That's and how then you they're, do like, it? they're like, oh, now your courage is higher or whatever, you know. And you gained a, you gained a hope level or whatever. And So you can't even, like, grind your way to victory. You, like, if you miss something, you might just dead end yourself pretty much. Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. So battles are just about money. So, like... As if random encounters in, you know, playing this game in 2018 isn't grading enough, just, <laughs> and then not to have that actually give you progression to make it seem like you were, okay, well, as long as you go through all these random encounters, at least I'll be able to blow through them, you know, if I grind it or whatever, but that's not the right. case in this game, so. Yeah, and the whole music is awful. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Which is weird because like the rest of it, like from a presentation package, is all probably slightly above average. It's just that that battle tune is hideous. All right, glowing reviews on that one. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into the last one here, which is going to be Trog. This is my pick. Um, <clears throat> so Trog description on this one is it's much longer than it needs to be. So bear with me here. Uh, it's the survival of the fastest in this prehistoric land of Og. That crazy one-eyed caveman, the Trog, is hungry for dinos. Spike and Bloop know what this means. Run for your lives. Those are the dinosaurs, apparently. Spike and Bloop. Um, <laughs> there, who you play as. Here's your chance to change the course of history and save the dinosaurs. Don't become Trog's Stone Age feast instead of using your reflexes and wits. Or instead, use your reflexes and wits to race through... 50 fun-filled levels packed with dynamite action and surprises. Uh, you'll witness the greatest inventions of all time. Fire, wheel, the pogo stick. All invented by Trog to catch his dinner. Uh, just watch out for the tar pits. 
And uh, you've got special pickups that keep the carnivorous chowhound in check, like pineapples that turn you into a ferocious trog-munching T-Rex. It's like this. Either you save the dinos or you're extinct. Um, big description on what essentially boils down to an arcade-style um, maze action puzzle game. Um, I guess it's mostly like Pac-Man if instead of eating power pellets to eat ghosts, you ate pineapples, became a bigger dinosaur, and ate cavemen. Um, it does get a little more interesting with like um, some of the game mechanics, like doors that transport you to certain worlds. Um, you do have a defense. Even when you're not powered up, you can punch the caveman away or trog away. Um, so there is some more skill to it, but it's all very arcadey. Um, the goal is to essentially clear the map of uh, eggs, which will open an exit, and you want to get out of there. There's some different power-ups, like a fire shot that will uh, blast the caveman away too. Um, and yeah, just as you'd imagine in a game like this, it just progressively gets more complicated and uh, faster paced. The one main issue, I, I love the graphics. I think the music's fine for what it is. The one main issue I have with this is like every map is surrounded by, I think water. So the cave or the, the dinosaurs you control, like they're always moving. You can control the direction they go in, but they don't really just stop when you lay off the D pad. So it's very easy if you're, moving quickly to just accidentally like run yourself off the screen. I don't know why that had to be an option to like throw yourself off the map, but I think that was my biggest frustration in most of this. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, my first time getting to the edge of the map, I assumed I was going to come to the other side just oh, yeah. Yeah. playing other games and no, you fall off. Uh, one night thing, though, the cavemen actually fall off, too, randomly. They'll walk <laughs> off the edge. <laughs> well, they are dumb one-eyed cavemen, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> no depth perception. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, I, I did the same thing off the edge, like, constantly. Um, I think my brain just could not get over the fact that you have to stop over there. Mm -hmm. Every time you got to the edge, I felt like it was just the edge you would stop, but no. Um... Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I had an issue with the turning in this game. I don't know about you yeah. guys, but like, if you get like half way past the, uh, the turn that you would take, you can't turn. You have to go the next one. So I ended up having to play. You have to like basically hit left or right on the, on the, the pillar or the egg or whatever, instead of where the opening is. I don't know about you guys, if you had that issue or not. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as responsive as you would like. And I don't know if they did like the loose controls to give it more of like an arcadey feel, but yeah, I did. I did run into that quite a bit and found myself like quickly adjusting and turning back a lot. I was super annoyed with that right away. Um, after a while though, they use kind of, I just, pre-planned where I was going yeah. and would do it before, but it, it sucked because you, you're committed to going when the cavemen are on their way that way already. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. And that's a frustrating point you bring up too, is like the way the cavemen work in this game. It's not like Pac-Man ghosts where you can always track where they are on screen. Like they'll burrow into the ground and then sometimes pop up like directly in front of you. Yeah. 
or in those in those maps where there's like doors they'll like fly out a door at you like it's almost impossible to anticipate that which seems needlessly cheap i i do i like the blue mushroom though as soon as you eat that then they all know exactly where you're at and they come after you is that what that does it's like slows you down so they're all faster than you and they all come at you Oh, I was eating the crap out of that, trying to figure out what I did, and I never got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I got that one. I got the one that makes you turn into a T-Rex and go after him. But yeah. That's probably the, rest the best of the part stuff, of the game. Like, I couldn't make it over to any of the other items, because there's always surrounding the items that would spawn in on the map. Yeah. It took me a while to realize that the thing that froze them was an ice cube melting. I was like, why does this box make them freeze? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's ice. I get it now. Yeah. I, yeah, I you, don't know. I, I th- You could be like, uh, this is an acclaimed published game, but I mean, really, you could probably be excused for thinking that this might have been like an actual arcade game at some point that got a port. Because I mean, it was. I, f- I feel, oh, it was an actual arcade game? Yeah. Okay. I played it at MGC one year, I think. Oh, I didn't realize it was in yeah. the arcade. It's got yeah. some really weird graphics too on the arcade. Like it's almost like um, Gumby or something. Oh, <laughs> really? Like Gumby. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think it's like, it's it captures like the vibe of an arcade game pretty well. I mean, I, I think I wouldn't go so far as to call this a hidden gem because i think a lot of people know about it but i think you know for a game that's like relatively unknown on the nes you know this is well worth your time and it's a lot of fun with two players i played with my son um and then it's kind of fun because like the it splits the eggs up after the first level so they're you like if i'm blue and he's orange like all i have to do is get my blue eggs and i can escape and then end the level so it kind of almost makes it easier because you've got someone else to distract the cavemen and then you got less eggs to catch. So. Sure. It's pretty cool. Hmm. I do question, though, as to why a pineapple would set a dinosaur off, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> it's interesting they name the, the name they game Trog. They make the cover the caveman, but they're the bad guys. Right. Yeah, that is an interesting choice. You'd think that you would be dropped into a game where you're playing as a caveman defending yourself from dinosaurs, but yeah, I guess not. Well, I think we've heard enough about all of these. Time for our picks. Andy, once you kick us off, as always. Yeah. Uh, my choice for uh, buy is probably pretty obvious at this point, but that's going to be Life Force. Um it's just a classic shooter all the way around and playing it again is uh it was a lot of fun so <laughs> it's fun to pop that in go through it play a few levels and go but it's balls hard so <laughs> you got to i think you got to own it to keep playing <laughs> yeah for um, sure my rent is going to be legend of the ghost lion because that is exactly the type of game that was up my alley when that game came out Maybe shortly be after that, I would say. But um, yeah, that is a game that I would probably, out of these three, probably play the most out of um, to stick some time into at least, just because it probably demands a lot of time to put into it. Uh, with the sound off, I would listen to a podcast <laughs> at this point. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising. Like I didn't know. I mean, I knew of this game, but I had no idea what type of game it was. To, and to find which out, which is funny because like... out of all of us, you're the one that owns the boxed copy. <laughs> yeah. I have the inbox copy. <laughs> I have no idea what this game is. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, exactly. I guess I never looked at it even. Um, <laughs> you look at the front, you're like, okay, that's a game. But then why even look at the back? Nothing's going to be better than that. So No, it can't live up to that. Right. <laughs> so kind of surprised that, hey, there was another, you know, straight up RPG on the system that I guess I didn't know about. So it was kind of surprising to come across that this week. Um, and then my burn is going to be Trog. And I don't think it's because it's a bad game. It's just that, I don't know, arcade games, arcade style games like that just just don't hold up that well to me. It just they're kind of throwaway. Like I would rather play that in the arcade than uh, have a home copy of that and just get the eggs constantly. That's all it is. You know, there's, there's not a lot of strategy to it, I would say, especially when the, the, the trogs uh, can move around at will. <coughs> so I don't know. There's a lot of randomness involved, but sure. Justin, how about you? Yeah. Um, Buying Ghostland. Done. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to surprise a few people, but I'm going to base this off of playing as two-player. I'm going to buy Life Force just for that reason, because I think that would be better with two people than any other game playing at all on this list. Can I just point out that if it was a shooter that I brought to the table, you would have torched this? I want to torch it. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I just can't buy Ghost Line. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And Trog. <sighs> I don't think I can buy that either. Okay. <laughs> this one sucks. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to buy Life Force. I'm going to rent Trog. And I'm going to burn Ghost Line. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah what i i think that uh that's about what i expect well i didn't expect life force from you i thought you'd go trog but maybe we've made you play enough shooters that they're growing on you that's that's good no they're not not at all <laughs> no <laughs> trog can be two-player yeah it, i played it with my son it was fun yeah i don't remember seeing two players an option <clears throat> on that but that's pretty cool and then it will. gives like one player like the win at the end of each round based on how many points you get so my son kept getting pissed that it was always me. And eventually he's like, I don't care. I don't care if I win. I'm like, spoken like a loser, son. I didn't. The animation didn't, like didn't at the end that. of the level is cool. Yeah, like totally. Yeah, it's very, uh, I don't know, 90s, 80s-ish feeling with like weird colors and like rad and stuff on the screen oh. and zap. But yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, it's funny with life force. Cause like when I threw the picture out, I just took a picture of the two NES games that I owned for this minus ghost line that I was playing it for the podcast. And I guess friend of the, the podcast, uh, musty hobbit second breakfast, like immediately commented, um, you know, buy life force eight days a week. And I gotta say, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty much spot on. Like life force is by far the best game in this lot. I think, um, and I would buy that. In fact, I have bought it, and that's going to be my buy this go-round. I think it's really fun two-player, especially. Again, I, I would have to do it with the Konami code. I just don't have the patience to get good enough on standard lives. Um, 
Really like that game though. I've really grown to appreciate shooters uh, in the last few years of collecting. It's not something I liked at all when these systems were out, but I really love them now. So I'm going to buy that. I'm going to rent Trog. Uh, I think it's a fun game. I think because it's based on an arcade game, you know, it makes a perfect rental because it's not something you're going to sink a ton of time into. And uh, I really hate RPGs a lot, especially traditional old school turn-based RPGs. So as cool as the cover art is for Ghost Lion, F that game. Like, <laughs> I am burning the hell out of it. I'm sorry, Maria, but I'm torching you. <laughs> that was a pretty good mix where I'm like, oh, I don't know what to buy. There's, these are all pretty good. And Justin's like, I wish I could burn all these, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I would have... I don't remember seeing Trog as a two-player. Yeah, go back and try it again with your kids. It's fun. Because if that, I might change that. But <laughs> no, this is set in stone. <laughs> You're getting this list tattooed to your forearm. Can't change it now. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I don't know. This is an interesting environment burn because it's like so wildly different in terms of what these games are to one another. Um, <laughs> yeah. Especially Ghost Lion being the wild card. Like, I'm so glad that you picked that. <laughs> like, when you picked that one on the list, I was like, oh, Ghost Lion. <laughs> Knowing that you would probably hate it, and I would too. But Did you know that that's what it was? <laughs> I knew it was All RPG, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, I already knew I was going to probably burn this going in. But not it, It's not the game's fault. That is my <clears throat> intolerance of turn-based RPGs. That I just can't do it. Yeah, especially 8-bit. That I mean, I love RPGs, but that they're so slow on an 8-bit yeah, system text, that it's ugh. just yeah. it's a little bit too much. They're not optimized like you expect they are now and yeah, it's tough. Although to I will say like the menu system in that is very natural uh for the NES. Like it those menus are quick and responsive and like hit and B works really well to or A to pull everything up. Yeah. Um I thought that was pretty good. Didn't make me like it. Yeah. I kind of like the transitions between like different rooms. Like obviously they could have mm. made it. I mean, a good RPG would have made it just, you know, flowing like that, but just right. kind of the transfer into a new room like that was cool. Yeah, it was kind of neat. Well, there you go. Another Byron burn in the books. Watch my, uh, 140 part let's play through. Uh, I was just going to say, you need to do a let's play in this. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it up on the website. They're on the YouTubes. Let's get it going. <laughs> It'll be done in six months. <laughs> You'd have to have a retro on, right? Because is there a password save? Did you get anywhere that had that? Because that could uh, be a critical flaw in that game if there's no save. Or yeah, any, I want to say or... there was. I forget what the system was. I think one of the butterflies at the Dreams thing said something like, "You can we record something or other? Well, never trust a butterfly, man. Yeah, there was three save spots, I think, on that. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because when you start yeah. it, yeah. So it must have been a battery backup cartridge, which none of us were playing on, mm -hmm. obviously. Andy, you're going to have to dust yours out. Yeah, go for it. Do it. <laughs> Although I guess those emulators all have save states. But...
Okay, so let's move on from Byron Byrne and uh, start the the gut of the podcast, I guess, where we just kind of ramble on about whatever. It's pretty fun. I just want to – I'm going to start off with a story, just kind of kick things off. Um, I would just like to say that, um, you know, Andy and I, we've been friends for quite a while. We had a – we shared a very intimate experience um, this past week. Um, we both – this might surprise a lot of people, but for the very first time together um, and individually – Andy and I saw Bush. Yeah, and it was like full on Bush this time. It was a lot of Bush. Yep. There was a lot of screaming, flashing lights. A lot of new Bush too. I don't like I, I kinda like more the old style Bush, but Yeah, where it really is just like more drawn out and wild. <laughs> yeah. So we of course saw Bush, the alternative rock band is what we were referring to. Um, obviously neither one of us have seen actual Bush yet. I mean, come on. <laughs> we do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody believes we've seen Bush, even our wives. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, that was fun. We met up with, uh, Nate, uh, cartridge fun on YouTube, our buddy. And, um, he had a buddy there too. And we all went to the grandstands at the almighty earth shattering red river Valley fair. So it was like $10 gated mission got you to see, one of the like seminal bands of like 1994, how the mighty have fallen. I think they've played Fargo from my knowledge. They've played Fargo three times, uh, starting off at our largest venue, which would be the Fargo dome, which holds like, what, like 10,000 or something. Is that maybe too much? It's, it's by far the biggest space. And now they're yeah. playing the fair <laughs> granted. It is, you know, not 1992 anymore, but it's kind of funny. I mean, I could have went and pet out, a cow at the same with that same ten dollars you know right <laughs> the activities were endless it wasn't just him yeah <laughs> but they put on a good show um mm -hmm. the weird thing was like actually like musicianship wise it was all excellent uh and gavin was actually like surprisingly still talkative and into it considering like i'm sure you know in the relative like scope of his career it's got to be a little disappointing to play the Red River Valley Fair next to like some <laughs> giant Bud Light banners. But yeah, I thought it was, it was good. And you know, like Andy said, like they played a lot of new stuff. So, you know, I would say like traditional Bush, like the one that most people listen to was like their first four albums. And I don't know that anyone really listened to their fourth one. And then they broke up for a decade. Now they've put out apparently three more records. Um, and they've had like one radio hit off that, but I bet half that concert was new stuff that even as a fan, like I didn't, I didn't know. I haven't kept up with their newer stuff. Yeah. Didn't really recognize it. Some of the new stuff was like very, almost a U2 feeling. Um, Oof, a little lighter. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Bono loved it. His ears just perked up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was a, it was a pretty good show overall, but like you said, it's, <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of the new stuff. Well, and their music is very much like it had a time and place. Like it was very relative to the era that it came from, but it has not aged well. Um, there was probably a crowd of like, I don't know, I, we, like we talked probably about 3000 people maybe at the top end. Yeah. And like Bush is a weird band. Like the crowd couldn't get into it at all. Really? Like people sang along, but it's, it's weird to see like a huge crowd at like a rock show and everybody's just kind of standing there. Um, <laughs> which, and, and the funny thing is this pop evil had opened before them, which pop evil, if you're not familiar, they're, they're very generic, like radio hit, like record label 
formed and pushed band, like your shine downs and your nickelbacks. I mean, so they have like a lot of radio hits and like they had the crowd absolutely hopping and like going nuts. And then like, they just completely mailed out for Bush, but it was good. Yeah. And Gavin Rosdale climbed a fence. So who knew <laughs> he can still climb fences at his age. So. He's pretty old now. He's probably like what? 10 years older than us. I bet he's in his fifties. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I suppose. I was like middle school when I bought a Bush CD for the first time. <laughs> like fifth grade middle school. So yeah, I was young. But other than that, I don't know. Gaming-wise, I feel like the landscape has not changed much from the last time we did the podcast. Um, I myself got a charger. I think I talked about it. I got the charger for my Game Boy Advance Micro. So I charged that up, and then I was looking through my Game Boy Advance games. I was like, oh, I'll keep this out, and I'll play something on it. So naturally, I selected um, The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, which is a Zelda game where you use like a shrinking mechanic to become smaller, which makes sense. It's the perfect game to play on the Game Boy Micro. And I've <laughs> sunk, I don't know, probably like five hours into that so far. It's a fun game. It's one of those uh, Capcom-made games. So, I mean, Nintendo published it, but Capcom did a lot of the development work. So... It's Zelda, but it's not. I mean, it feels a little off. Um, not in a bad way, just in a different way. I'm not sure that I'm really loving it as much as some of the other Zelda games I've played, but it is it is fun. It's it's a good game to play in the micro, too. Like, the text is actually large enough to be able to read in that one-inch screen. Yeah, that's surprising. I would have figured a shrink mechanic on the micro would have been almost unplayable. Yeah, under the microscope. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess they don't, they just shrink the, or they just enlarge the everything else. You don't actually get that small. That yeah, game, basically. Right? Except for like the overworld, like you're like the speck of dust and there's like a marker like floating. So you can kind of tell where you're, mm. where Link is at. It's funny. But yeah, for the most part, it just scales down and like a normal enemy is like a ladybug when you're that size. <laughs> it's more than I've been playing. I haven't played anything. I don't think these last two weeks. Um. I've booted up the last Deus Ex game. I think that was free this month. Or maybe last month. I don't know. I played the last one a long time ago, and I really like that one. So I I've wanted to get into this one, but booted up like twice. And then there's a couple menus that are like, okay, we're going into this. And then I'm like, ah, I don't want to start this yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw you on that on PlayStation Network that you were on it. That was like... Two days before my TV took a shit. So that is also a, a main reason as to why I have not been playing a lot of games is I have my retro game room, obviously, with a well, it's not even a retro. I have my Xbox One and shit in here, but the one that I play most of my games on where my PS4 is at, that TV sadly finally took a crap. So, I mean, I guess I could move my PS4, but boy, that seems like a lot of work. So I haven't been playing a lot of stuff on that, which is disappointing. Your Sony? Yeah. Yeah, I've had that for like, what, eight years probably? It was like a top-of-the-line TV when I bought it, so I guess it served me well. Gotta be more than that. You bought that when we were working together, didn't you? Yeah, we were probably both still... Yeah, we were both still in Play to Run a Center, yeah, so maybe it's more like ten years. That was back when like a TV like that was expensive as hell. I think it was like a... I think I paid $1,300, and that was at cost plus tax. 
Wow. <laughs> so that gives you an idea what that retailed for at the yeah. time. Now I'll be able to replace it luckily for like 400 bucks and get 4K <laughs> out of it. So whatever. You need a PS4 Pro with that then too. I have yeah. 4K if only I knew somebody who had an extra <laughs> one. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be in the market for a new TV, but I'm not, it's summer. I'm not that worried about it. I'll watch TV upstairs and move my PS4 for a while if I have to. Yeah. I think my PlayStation Plus ran out. Did it? That's a bummer. Yeah. Mine expired last month because I couldn't figure out why when I was looking at the PlayStation sale, like all these games that I had purchased were showing as like buy. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then of course, and then you have to go through the annoying step of like re-upping it and then going into the settings and saying, no, I don't want you to auto bill. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm effing sure. Will you buy it again right. after the auto renew is like, or after your thing is expired? I'm like, yeah, I just don't want you. Like, I like how it's an option. Yes, I just don't want you to like auto debit. Like, they know it annoys the shit out of people. Like, just don't do that. <laughs> Especially for a system that was, you know, not that long ago, what, five years ago? Hacked and it was down for like a month and a half, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was down for like three months, wasn't it? It was, it was a long a, time. Yeah. It was almost, uh, it had to be about two. Yeah, and then they gave you your selection like Christmas. Two, yeah, two games you could pick and like out of six or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was just lucky because the yeah. debit card I had on file at that point was long expired. So, <laughs> yeah. I really like with yeah. the PS3, I really bought into the idea of like, oh, renting a movie is so great, but the infrastructure just was not there at that time because like, I would have to pick the movie I wanted like an hour and a half in advance just so it would download enough of it that I could keep up with like when I started the movie so that I would keep downloading so I could finish it in one sitting. <laughs> so I just remember being like disappointed with that. But yeah, I, I never got back into that. Like I, I've never rented a movie on the PS4. I used to do it all the time on the PS3. It's weird. I don't think I've rented one. I watch on uh, that Voodoo or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes we'll do Amazon every once in a while. Yeah. Rent it on there. Fucking, I shouldn't complain because I'm using Justin's Amazon Prime for free, but I hate trying to find something to watch on Amazon Prime. Like that. So every time you're like, oh, I wanted to see that. Like always it's one you have to pay for. Like every time. Just pisses me off. So usually what happens is I spend 15 minutes, I get pissed off and I go back to like Hulu or something. (laughs) Same here. There's a lot of kids stuff on there though, I think. Yeah, it's great but, for that. The kids love it. Like other than that, like nothing is on there to that you'd want to watch. Right. Well, then it's gonna be even less once Disney pulls everything out, and like we're gonna have to subscribe yeah. to whatever the hell that's gonna be. That we dominate all media, so pay us now, you sons of bitches. App. <laughs> that's what, that's gonna be the working <laughs> title, I think. Yeah, Netflix. Uh, their stock dropped huge. Basically, saying that. They're just kind of putting their name on all this shitty, this uh, all these shitty projects, you know. Kind of like uh, really, they put out bad. So they put far. out bad stuff. Are you sure? I mean, we could go back and 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 look again. We could give you know Game Over Man another try, but <laughs> I'm <do> safe. <laughs> I'm I okay heard with Tremors saying, Six as described as the greatest movie of our generation. I don't know where I heard that. Maybe out of my mouth just now. But <laughs> pretty sure somebody said it. It'll be on a recording next, like a week from now. <laughs> yeah, I oh. mean, well, and that was like one of the big things is like a parent 
for me was like we stopped buying Disney Blu-rays and stuff because like within a month the Disney stuff was on yep. Netflix, but like that's a huge portion of their family content, which I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, Disney's buying everything up. They'll probably raise their how much they charge you a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I think there's going to be a pretty big shakeup in like the streaming universe. Cause like, I feel like Hulu has gotten on a declining slope. Um, and I feel like Netflix has been other than like their original series, which are good, not movies. I said series. I feel like they've had less and less to offer yeah. year after year or two. So I don't know. Well, I think that's like <clears throat> this whole, like who's buying Fox, you know, Disney or Comcast yeah. that's been, I mean, they're fighting over Hulu because those three own three a third of Hulu. So, like, if you buy Fox, then you own two thirds of Hulu. Sure. So they're that's kind of the whole battle. There is like basically owning that platform for the most part. So, who owns HBO? Are they under an umbrella or are they their own entity? Uh, AT and T. No, they okay. Uh, Time Warner used to or basically owns them, but now AT and T owns Time Warner because this whole country a- fucking sucks. <laughs> Yeah, HBO should buy Netflix and then like merge and put their shit on one platform. (laughs) I think AT and T is going to ruin HBO pretty quickly because they were talking about getting a lot more content on there, and it's like that's that's not the strength of HBO is just more content. It needs to be good. (laughs) Did you did you see that Jimmy Kimmel quote or like he made that joke where like they're going to do a prequel to uh. What is that? Thrones? King of Thrones or whatever? Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones. There you go. I've never watched the show, clearly. But like the prequel series is supposed to take place 10,000 years before that show started. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, so let me get this straight. These humans have had 10,000 years to invent electricity and they're still sending like mail with fucking crows and using torches <laughs> to light their castles. <laughs> yeah, what is it going to be? Like cavemen? Right. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we got down a weird rabbit hole on like streaming media. What happened here? <laughs> <laughs> At least we can all agree that YouTube sucks. Yeah. I mean, I feel and I felt for the last few months to a year that like the platform is kind of dying and going in a direction that is not healthy, especially for smaller YouTubers and community driven, like smaller channels. I mean, yeah. us on YouTube, myself as a YouTuber, you know, the, the content it drives, the algorithms it uses, the way it pushes content is beneficial only to a very select group. It, yeah, it drives really stale content. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, it's it's not like it used to be. It used to go into my recommended and it would be like legitimate because I've always been into pickup videos and smaller channels like gaming focused channels. Never is that stuff recommended. I discovered most of the channels that I got into initially through those recommendations. They are never put in my recommendation feed. Uh, even the channels that I still watch and like, I don't even know when those videos come out some of the times if I don't go through and check my subscriptions. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, even... 
as a content creator myself, I mean, it's not like I make top tier content, but it takes a significant amount of time to shoot something, set up, put a video out, and then just to watch the diminishing return. And I know fewer people are getting it. Um, you know, I mean, probably some of that's my my own fault, right? Like maybe I'm not making as good a content, but like when you look at the trending pattern on something like pickup videos, which was my biggest series, like my bread and butter, every time I would knock out more subscriber or more views than I had subscribers up to a certain point. And I can kind of pinpoint that back to around the algorithm switch. And that's when, like now, if I put out a video, I don't know if I'd even break 100 subscribers in three days or 100 or 100 views in three days. And then, wow. you know, that's with 800 subscribers, which isn't a lot, I'm aware. Um, but it's incredibly frustrating because I used to ping like 80 to 100 within the first 24. And, you know, they would... They had more videos for smaller YouTube and con or content creators had more legs back then. Like it reached more people. It didn't just immediately get buried. Now the way things happen is you've got like 24 hours to like, wow, um, the system as far as like likes and views. Uh, and then after that, like it is gone. Like it's thrown into a, an abyss. It is insane. And it's so sad because it's like there were so many great channels out there and so many great content creators and communities and groups and you know more and more of those people stop making videos uh just because of that i i mean i feel like that's a it's a leading piece anyway and i mean it certainly has been for me i've been lazy and i haven't put out a video in two months just because you know you feel a little defeated with the way it 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 treats like the content you create Right, especially when you know people want to see it, and then there's just a barrier in the way, you know? Right. I feel like the notifications on a lot of the people I subscribe to are actually showing up now. But yeah, the recommended is stuff that's way off from stuff I would normally watch, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I know well, and even, even when you go to the sections, like I feel like if you go to gaming, like it's very select, like... 1% of channels that get put in that category. It's not like the random mixed bag it used to be. No, you have to have 100,000 subscribers to get in there. Mm -hmm. So, Justin, do you, like, click the bell on people? Or, like, you've just been getting more consistent no. notifications without that? I have... It's funny, because, like, for you, I have the bell clicked, but I don't get notifications for you except to my email. Well, that's handy. I'm glad that's working. <laughs> that so might explain some of the problems I'm having. So I get the notification to my email that you posted a video, but it doesn't show up on my phone. Other people that I don't have checked, I get a notification on my phone, like a swipe one. Oh, and that's insane because like the bell is supposed to be their solution mm -hmm. to the fact that they screwed up the subscription feed. Yeah. yeah so I'm glad wow. that that's working. There's been numerous videos about that and whatnot that they've talked about how that needs to be done to get the notifications and still doesn't work, but there's probably, I don't know, maybe six people that I watch regularly and I get all of theirs, but that's cause I watch theirs. And then there's, wait a minute. I don't know. <laughs> what are we saying here? <laughs> I watch yours too. I just don't get it. <laughs> uh -huh. I usually put a down vote on yours. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're the one, well, one of four. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some of that probably has to do with the consistency of content too. Yeah. Because if they put out, like, I think the algorithm, if I remember correctly, the tweaks they made was minimum three uploads a week. And then it 
pushes 10 minutes or longer in runtime. So if you're consistently ticking those criteria, it's mm-hmm. going to push the feeds better. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's like you up. Well, you were uploading what one a month, maybe two. <laughs> yeah. You, I was for the first several years. More. I was once a week was my goal. But yeah, now I'm like monthly at best. And the people that I get notifications for um, are typically, you know, four times a week ish. Right. And they're like 15, 20 minute videos. So it fits there. YouTube's, I guess, goal on forcing stuff upon people. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just, like, it's so disappointing because it's, like, there's such a great community out there, and I made a lot of really good friends through YouTube, like Andy and I. Like, we wouldn't be friends had it not been for my shitty YouTube content. Um, and, you know, the way it recommended stuff back in the day. I mean, yeah. and <clears throat> it's a bummer to see that go. And, like, I want to find a way to make content, but it's got to be something that, is going to work within like the, the structure, you know what I mean? It's like what I, what a lot of people used to rely on, like in the pickup video kind of genre or group, like I do, like you can't, you can keep doing it, but it's like, it's hard when it's not worth the time you put into it. So it's like, I got to find a different way to do that. And then the other half too, like is kind of like a little bit of guilt on my part. Cause like, not only do I not have time to put up videos the way that I used to be, and it and I'm and I'm not getting rewarded for it. Like you know what I mean. Like it's rewarding to make the content, right? But like you don't want to do it and have nobody see it. But then there's the other part of like, well, I have all these channels that I follow. They put out great content, but I can't watch everybody's shit, right? So like it's kind of like the double edged sword. It's like I want to put out stuff, but I can't do that and not watch other people's stuff because I'm kind of a hypocrite, right? Like I can't just yeah. output not consume, and I just don't have the time most of the time to make content, let alone watch how many hours of content a week to support all my friends. Um, so there's some of that, like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I'm in a very weird spot with YouTube. Like it was such a big part of my life for so long and something I really enjoyed. Now I'm just like, I'm struggling to figure out how to like move forward with it in a meaningful way. And maybe I don't, I don't know. I mean, we got this podcast. We're fucking worldwide. I mean, (laughs) the success of this alone, I don't I probably could just let YouTube die. It's fine. (laughs) Quit your job, too. Oh, yeah. I I resigned uh, Monday. I didn't tell you guys, but yep. Full time. (laughs) We can't rental. I think that's kind of a thing, though, between YouTube and with just the whole streaming aspect, because a lot of people are dropping from Twitch to go to Facebook. Because Facebook's the new streaming media. Well, and they're courting the shit out of people, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. YouTube is kind of dead to that unless you're a big streamer now and post videos on YouTube. Yeah. I saw that YouTube was was actually banning their accounts that were advertising their Twitch channels. Yeah. Oh, is, really? Yeah. Like if they did, like, a two-minute video, I'm live on Twitch. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, what are your kind of thoughts on that, Andy? I know you stepped away from YouTube a couple of years ago now, like well before I kind of took a hiatus. But what, what kind of was it that drove you away from it? Was it just the I time? I mean, it was the time involved mostly for the most part. That was, that was. I mean, I don't think people understand what kind of time sync is involved with making yeah. a quality video. It's insane. And... And like you said, like you got 
diminishing returns. You maybe got less and less people, but but I'm when I was doing it, it was still good. So like there's a right. good community, but um, nowadays like even you have all the the downsides on the YouTube side, but you also struggle on the pickup side if that's the world that you're living in. You know, as far as like that type of content, whereas you know like most people don't have that type of exciting scores anymore on a weekly basis anymore, you know? Right. Unless they're really working every angle and in a lot of cases, paying out the ass. Right. So there's (laughs) the, the, the content is never going to reach the same bar, I guess, as before, like as in terms of excitement of like what you're picking up, but right. I don't know. Half the time, you that doesn't matter anyway because you're there for the personality, I guess. But yeah, I think that's it. I think the success to any YouTube channel, like, because I'm not a big one on like you have to have X amount of subscribers to be interesting. I think like a shitty like non HD camera and all of that is just fine for a YouTube channel as long as the the person is genuine and interesting. I think that's the most important thing. Um, yep. I'm not that I'm saying I'm that, but. You know, those are the channels that, you know, people gravitate towards. Um, and there's a lot of those guys out there. There's a lot of those people that I follow that are like that. And, you know, I, every month, every year, I see less and less of those people uploading. You know, it's not it's not just me and, you know, Andy walking away from it. It's, it's all these little guys. Like, it's just, it sucks. Yeah, you look at your subscription, like how many subscriptions you have, and then you look at how many people are uploading videos. It's just like, it's like 10% now, you know, it's crazy. Right, right. And then a lot of those are, I mean, I don't want to ruffle any feathers or anything, but it's like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't have a better term other than fake news. Um, you know, it's just people, <laughs> it, it might not even be fake news. It's just people regurgitating the same stuff from stuff they read on Kotaku and Reddit and like, yeah, I'm getting gaming news, but I'm getting the same channel or the same content from 10 different channels in my feed. It's just an opinion piece on an article that was published elsewhere. I, I don't have a need for that. Like I'm glad that people enjoy that and that those channels are succeeding, but that is not, that's not me. That's not what I'm there for. And that's fine that people want to do it. I'm just, it's weird. And you know, it's always the same thing. And then the other like abomination that I see or cancer is, you know, all these kind of predatory accessory or startup Indiegogo Kickstarter things where it's like, you know, the Retron 77, I've gotten like 12 videos in my subscription feed because they give a free Retron 77, you know, their new Atari from Hyperkin to everyone to review it. You know what I mean? And all these people are through the same MCN. So they end up getting the same stuff handed out and same deals. And that's cool. But you're taking my entire subscription feed and for a day, giving me six flavors of the same thing. And again, I, why? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. The, the place it's at, it's just not good in that regard at all. Right. And there's like a ton of channels that I really respect that are live streaming, like a ton of great smaller channels. But like, I just, I'm not, I mean, I've, I've live streamed. Um, I've done it. Andy, you know, you've done it. Justin, you stream on Twitch, but like on YouTube, it's just such a small group. And like, 
it's hard to like get into that. I'm just not, it's nice to pop in and say hello and like have a little chat with these people that I consider my friends, you know, like my YouTube family, if you will. But you know, that's not something I can with my schedule sit down and spend a good amount of time watching. And there's always so many going on on a given night. I mean, do you pop in and say hi to one person? Well, kind of not and like backhand slapping another, you know, I don't, so it's like the only way to kind of play fair is to not participate. And that's hard. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> and for yeah. me, like I, I watch a lot of the content on through console on TV and like live streaming, like the whole chat side just is almost inaccessible on a console, you know? Right. Just, yeah. You have to have a second device almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing because, like, you know, so much of you, so much of like what YouTube has done for like building up the hobby that we love, as far as like gaming and retro gaming, like bringing people together, and now it's just kind of like turning into this like toxic presence. I feel like, um, so it's kind of sad. And maybe, maybe I'm completely off my rocker, but like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm that far off base. I think, I think it's going in a direction that I can't recover from. I think it's a lot of like you said the fake news type channels. You got those, you got the drama channels, the all those <laughs> you know that try to get YouTubers against other YouTubers and get yeah, views right. and whatnot. Like all those are the ones that explode because people like drama and that's them. Yeah. <laughs> right. I agree. Yep. And as soon as this goes live, I'm going to lose like 20 fucking subscribers. You know what's <laughs> funny though is I gain more subscribers when I don't put out videos. I told my <laughs> wife, I was like, I think people are just happy that they don't have to see me, so they subscribe. <laughs> That's my solution. Or it's like a Kickstarter where they have you have to reach like a certain threshold before you put out another video. If you come back, I'll reward you with another mediocre video. <laughs> Let's do it, people. Yeah. Oh, it is what it is. I've had a lot of fun with it, and I genuinely like making content. I just, I don't know where it goes going forward. And it sucks that a lot of the people that I loved watching stepped away already. Yep. But Andy's coming back. Mm. I actually did get a new camera, so. Ooh. Still waiting on the, the second or what, what episode is it of the eBay games? Yeah. Oh, yeah, eBay and Friction That's Life. coming. Yep. That's coming. I <laughs> looked. Your last pickup video was MGC pickups from two years ago, Andy. Slacker. Oh, man. Yeah, I better get on that. I You still I, have like 80 subscribers or something. I, that's impossible. Those no. People, well. They've de they're dead. Nobody's taking care of their accounts. <laughs> it's taken. <laughs> it's just cats like hitting the refresh button. Yes. Let's see what you're actually at. I'm curious. I think you're still above eighty though. Wow. Which, did you ever hit a hundred? I don't remember because I feel like you were like growing, growing, growing. Pretty close. Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. stop putting out stuff. Yeah. Cause reasons. Let's yeah. see. Hey, you're old school. You still don't even have a banner. Just the black bar. 83. Look at you. Nice. Wow. Oh, you know what? I just hit that bell. 
I just hit that bell. So <laughs> we get those emails when you upload that next video. <laughs> we probably won't even have email at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got the Omaha road trip. I forgot about that. I should go back and watch some of these. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good tangent on YouTube. Like, well, needs to honestly, be said, like, I think. It, it's kind of been brewing with me for a long time, and it's like, I don't know. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's, I don't know. It's a bummer. Yeah. Now that we've said that, please follow Weekend Rental. Just go to YouTube, search Weekend Rental. Yeah. That's our podcast. We put stuff out there. A smattering of people have watched it. You need better clickbait. <laughs> we pull in an average of five views per video, I'll have you know. Now it's time to run through the news and tell us what we think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did you uh, see this YouTuber's mad at this YouTuber? <laughs> Oh, I heard that video game experiment has genital warts. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> Why do you think he quit? He had to. He quit. got him from yeah. Metal Jesus. Is the, yeah. Is the yeah. I had to step away from the limelight. <laughs> and I got Hep C after sharing a beer with Justin at MGC. <laughs> uh, fake news. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, is there anything gaming related that we can actually talk about? I feel like none of us have. I've I have one thing. Okay. No Man's Sky. Is it's getting still a, a game. Yeah, it's getting a huge <laughs> update for free. Um, well, I, I think hope called, so. I think it's well, it's coming to Xbox, so you have to buy that one. But oh, um, it's called Next, I think. No Man's Sky Next, and it has true multiplayer and third like, person people on the same screen as me and we can talk yep. and stuff yep go to all the different planets and stuff and so I, the dream of the game that they launched two years ago is finally a reality it, is what we're saying? It, it might be here yeah <laughs> wow it's i don't know if i the trust them yet today yeah i can watch a trailer from them but i still don't know if i can trust that after last time see like i bought that and i still have not played it because i've been waiting for all these updates like i think once this one goes through I might download like the 48 gigabyte patch and play this. Yeah, we should try it. Yeah, why not? I've got a copy that I've been sitting on for at least two years now. Yeah, I love the original game too. So this can. Oh, only you be did better. play it? Yeah. Hmm. It uh, got very repetitious. I ended up. I did find the center of the galaxy or whatever, but it was yeah. By was the end Jeebus of it, I was there? just. No, it was. Jeebus? No, it was. It was all pointless. It all sucked. So, just hmm. like here. <laughs> so, completely rewarded you for sinking all the time into the oh, game. Oh, yeah. It was... It, it's the journey, man. That's that's what it's all about, right? <laughs> Spoken like a true hippie. Yeah. So, will this come... This new update launches on all platforms at the same time? Or is it going to be a timed exclusive to Xbox because they're launching on there? Or what? No, I think this comes next week across all of them. Okay. So cool. And yeah, they've had like three or four massive updates up until now too. So this right. is, it's gotta be a completely different game at this point. I just like wonder what the incentive is for that. Cause like they can't be having cash flow still coming in from that. No, the only it's... thing would be that Xbox version, but like, right. They've, 
Let's put this on the worst selling it. platform of this generation. That'll recoup some losses. Yeah. <laughs> Port it to the Wii U while you're at it. <laughs> Speaking, okay, I have this to rant about a little bit. Fucking Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze comes to the Wii U. Retails at 50 bucks. Comes to the Switch at 60. Captain Toad Turd Tracker comes on the Wii U for 40 bucks. Comes to the Switch for 40 bucks. What the fuck? Why? New levels. new levels, man. Yeah, but then why didn't they charge $10 <laughs> more for it? Like, if anything, yeah. both of those should have dropped $10 in price. Like, yeah. Oh. I don't think Treasure Tracker was worth 40 bucks when it came out to begin with, let alone... I mean, it, it felt like it should have been 30 Yeah. Yeah, 30 is a pretty good price for that, I would say. I don't know. My love affair with the Switch is burning out quickly. Because I'm being inundated by nindies, and I don't know what the fuck to buy on the store anymore. <laughs> It's like, hey, here's 50 shitty fucking indie games to buy this week. Cool, thank you. It's not good. No. It's not good at all. I mean, I don't know how many times we brought it up on this show, but that eShop is... Oh, it's hot trash, yeah. It's garbage. Like, I can't believe they haven't fixed it yet. Like, you can't just allow everybody to go on there and just be the front page when they release it, you know? At this point, like, you could just, like, buy the Nintendo seal of approval and, like, slap it on a hunk of dog shit and put it on the fucking eShop is what I feel like they're doing. It's so bad. And as long as it's 75 cents, you probably like a top seller, too. Well, okay, so that's what I was going to talk about, too, is, like, remember when, like, the sales, games on sales used to be, like, a valid section and, like, it was decent games, like, good games with, like, a Mm -hmm. 10% discount? And now it's, like, all these indie devs putting out horrendous piles of trash and then discounting them like 85% because they know no one in their right mind will buy their garbage for $9. (laughs) But for $1.15, sure, I'll click on that. Like They're completely gaming the system and Nintendo is allowing them to do it. And it is killing their console. Okay, that's not true. It's still a huge success. But it's incredibly frustrating for someone who wants to just get on there and like find a quality game because you can't. Unless you did research, knew what it was, knew what the review was, and searched for it. Stupid. Yeah, it's pretty dumb, especially if you want that. You want people to buy digitally instead, you know? Right. Gotta make it easier. I think Steam had that problem a few years ago, and they kind of made it a lot better. It's almost like customized to you now. Just like everything else, they customize it to you. Algorithms. Well, I think once Justin buys his Nintendo Switch, we all download um, that one game. Like <laughs> Killing Queen. Black. Yeah, then I'm going to be done <laughs> with the Switch. It'll be the last game I buy, and then done. Can't get better? Nope. Pinnacle. Pinnacle of perfection. Huh. Yeah. How many are they doing per team? Is it five? I think it's four on four. Four on four. <clears throat> they scaled it down. Which I heard, like, I, I heard a discussion from E3 from the dev, and they said it actually kind of gives a whole new feel to this game. Like, it feels quite a bit different, like, strategy and gameplay-wise than uh, the arcade version, which makes sense. Yeah. It could be good or bad. Right. I, I gotta imagine good. Yeah. So is that WoW expansion come out, Jesse? Yeah, yeah, it comes out in... A month, a little under a month. Okay. They did the the pre patch today, 
so they had the major stat squish. So yesterday, my guy had sexual position. Oh yeah, kind of. (laughs) Yesterday, my guy had three point five million health. Now he's got twenty thousand. Wow. Before I would do, you know, like 1.5 million for a crit. Now I do like 1,200. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I feel bad, but that's hilarious. So that's. Yeah, it makes sense. They have to do it. So otherwise, well, the numbers right. would just be outrageous next expansion. They already right. are outrageous. But what's the level cap going to be with this expansion? Uh, one twenty or one fifteen. Wow, I don't remember. That's crazy. I got out when I'm still eighty. But does the money ever, like the gold, ever inflate, or is that pretty much constant? That's pretty much constant. Like you get, um, like for quest turn-ins and stuff. You're saying, like. Yeah. How easy to make money. Um, it's super easy to make gold on this one. Um, well, on Legion it was. At least I assume it will be in the next one too, compared to when back when we played. Um, you get like, I don't know, 15 gold a quest. Jeez. And then when the when the expansion comes out, the old content will be dropped to probably like seven, I'm guessing. Hmm. So it kind of makes it so you can't just go back and spam run everything for huge amounts of gold. Makes sense. But as far as the market, like with the addition of the WoW tokens, people can pay 20 bucks and then they sell for 200,000 gold. Really? So you can actually buy with real money and get in-game money through Blizzard. Cut the Chinese right out of it. Yep. (laughs) It, uh, everybody pretty much has tons of gold, it seems. It's crazy. I remember, like, the grind to your first gold was, like, such an achievement. Yeah. Well, like, in BC, I remember grinding to get the flying mount. I don't remember how much it was, but I know 5,000 gold at some point was what it was, but I think it was more than that to begin with. I remember I took out a loan from you to get my first mount. I think it was like 500 or something. Yeah. Me. And then like I had to pay you back after like grinding for three days. I'm like, here's, <laughs> here's 20 gold. Here's 50 gold. <laughs> yeah. Slave driver. Like now, probably my third day in, I had probably 10,000 gold. Wow. So it's awesome. pretty, pretty easy to make it, but a lot of people don't want to. So they buy it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of nice that they give you the cash option, though, because then it keeps, you know, scalping and inflation in check. Yeah. I think it, you know, a lot of the the gold spam, too, that used to go on is eliminated now with this. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's cool. Plus, at this point of the game, if you just want to see the content or whatever, just just pay for it. You know, let people pay for it, you know. Yeah. Nice. Uh, pretty excited for the next one. Should be pretty good. 
So many changes. <laughs> I just like that you're getting back into it this much because, like, when we did that World of Warcraft episode about a year ago, now you're just like, no, never again. Like, it just took over my life. And now you're like, yeah, pretty much all it plays. Wow. It's, uh, yeah. it's like the greatest game ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sunk its teeth back India. Oh, that's all right. Okay, on to the fail bag where we answer questions from 20 years ago in old magazines. This one's actually 18 years ago in GamePro 128. Uh, Adam, via the internet, because this was still that time where you had to specify, hey, this guy lives on the internet. Nice. Uh, <laughs> he says, I was playing Pokemon when I suddenly realized that Pokemon don't actually live in pockets. Why then are they called pocket monsters? Shouldn't they be called ball monsters? I emailed Nintendo these questions, but they haven't responded. I think ball monsters would be a much more suitable name for Pokemon. Then, when trading these creatures, you could say, hey, want to trade ball monsters? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Everyone wants to say that, right? <laughs> wow, it's a completely different game. <laughs> I have a I have a theory that one of the devs that came up with the the Pokemon series over at uh, the Pokemon Studios or what is that? Yeah, it's what is the company that makes it? It's Pokemon Game Freak Co- Company or whatever. Yeah, it's it's Pokemon Company, but yeah. It's- <clears throat> yeah. I have a theory that he actually had a pet name for his pocket pussy that he called it squirtle and then that's where the idea came from (laughs) you just ruined like one of my favorite pokemon (laughs) squirtle squirtle (laughs) he's ejaculating when he says that is he wearing sunglasses this is not good (laughs) and that's how pocket monster was born (laughs) happy That's why Nintendo didn't write back. It's an E for everyone game. Now, Blastoise, that is a ball monster. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, wow. Fun facts in gaming history. Pretty sure this guy uh, is doing as a goof. He wasn't seriously thinking that, hey, ball monsters is a better name. But 
but if only we had gotten yeah. ball monster ball monster <laughs> can you imagine the hysteria i mean people already hated pocket monsters at that point you know ball monsters yeah, they're both not term. great from an inuit you didn't know it was pocket monsters no oh yeah poor That's sheltered what... child Pokemon yeah. is short for that. Yeah. Let's uh keep the Pokemon questions coming, right? It's, it's our area of expertise Squirtle. here, so. Squirtle, Squirtle. <laughs> Laguna from the internet, it says, "Let's face it, the Pokemon phenomenon is dumb. Nintendo is out to pollute the minds of little kids with these idiotic." pocket freaks of nature i don't see what people or my friends for that matter see in them sure pokemon for the game boy was good for the first time around but now i see it taking the resident evil path cloning itself into remakes of the same game only a true idiot would buy a remake and on this planet we have plenty of them like oh the boy who wrote this how was yeah. resident evil clone Resident Evil had the same, like, that is one of them, that series, like, has some of the most varied gameplay. Yeah. From game to game. (laughs) Almost to a problem. Like, people wanted more of the first one. Right. Tank controls died eventually. Yeah, this guy's, I mean, I get what he's saying with Pokemon. Like, they kind of do just do the same thing. Oh, yeah. And then when he's talking about remakes, like, they've actually remade how many of them now, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I would love to you know, find this guy and then ask him <laughs> like what he thinks about Pokemon now. <laughs> He's probably got like the ones on Switch pre-ordered right now. I guarantee yeah. you his pre-orders <laughs> in the GameStop <laughs> for both versions plus the Pokeball. So he's a hypocrite. I'm calling it. <laughs> Man, I want to get that ball and then I can really Go all out on the ball monsters idea. You know what? I'll get one too and we'll put our balls together. Yeah. And we'll get some pocket <laughs> monsters. It's going to be great. <laughs> Dibs on Squirtle. Yeah, you could have that. I've I've ditched <laughs> Squirtle from my mind at this point. <laughs> oh. Scott from South Carolina. I'm not sure about the other states, but in South Carolina, marching bands marching bands are very popular. So I was wondering. Let's just pause right there. It's only in North Carolina. <laughs> only. No, South Carolina. You didn't so, know that. Sorry. I, that's like their that's their state music, right? Marching band. I, okay. Everybody knows that, but when I think of South Carolina, it's marching bands. When I think of South Carolina, it's racists and inbred hillbillies and marching bands <laughs> and marching bands <laughs> so i was wondering <laughs> so i was wondering why nobody has made a marching band video game it could take it could include the drum corps international or any other big marching band company <laughs> Well, you're in day, luck, I, I guess. There's like a plethora of plastic instrument-filled video game shit coming your way. You're not marching with them, though. You can do whatever you want with them in the privacy of your own living room. <laughs> huh. You could put a rope on there. Yeah, that's true. 
Man, I, oh man, I want to see a, I want to go to a parade this year. Marching rock and, band. Yeah, just marching rock band, <laughs> people with guitars. <laughs> like three rows of guys with Donkey Kong jungle beat bongos and yes. the Tycho drum master dudes following them. Yeah. It's going to be epic. Kid with the Samba, the Mac, the Samba de Amigo. I just don't like, because what year was this from? 2000. So what would you have done with that property at that time? Like he's, are we into the guitar hero phase? No, just before it. Yeah, quite it, a bit. Yeah, it'd be just before, before it. it. Yeah. Because like, I suppose three, it'd be like 2002, 2003 was when yeah. guitar hero came out. Is that about right? Probably. Yeah. So like drum mania maybe? Or yeah. Drum mania, is that the one? The Konami one that might so I mean, like, yeah, the technology was there that that could have potentially worked out, but like, I just don't know if he means like, I, I, I'm, without having that on the table, right? Like, so that stuff didn't exist. Like, what is he? What is Scott envisioning that a drum or like a marching band game would be? I guess. <laughs> are there actually like marching band competitions? Yeah, there are. Like, so yeah. is this like sim marching band? Like, you have to choreograph like the flute section and like that sounds just terrible. I don't. I don't really know what this guy's after. <laughs> There's a whole wide world out there, I guess, is, is my advice. Don't focus on marching bands. Just yeah. Live your life, that, Scott. That said, there's at least one indie game, probably, that is that. Probably. Mar- marching band video game. Hopefully it's on the Switch. It's probably like some hentai fucking game from japan no it's a marching band the first thing that comes up let's see is a marching band uh showing the face of pikachu on a football field great there you go <laughs> we came full circle on the pokemon <laughs> at least it wasn't a squirtle yeah. <laughs> that is a lewd act to do on a football field <laughs> I, I sadly just don't think the marking, marching band genre is taking off here, I guess. No. <clears throat> Sorry, Scott. God, I hope we don't have any listeners in North or, North or South Carolina. I joke. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, you don't want to... you got to be kind of touchy with that subject, marching bands. Right. Who am I the kidding? Red, we don't the redneck answers. jokes, whatever, but when, if you start like getting into those marching band jokes. <laughs> redneck racist, that's fine. Marching band. <laughs> you cross the line, sir. The drum the line. drum line. <laughs> yes! God, we're losers. That's awesome. I have actually watched uh, that movie. I'm sorry. I know. Don't pick it for fucking amazing movie time. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Can we make a video game out of that movie? Is that plot good enough for a video game? I think the answer is going to be no. <laughs> Not having seen it, I'm going to go with no. Okay. Uh, this might be the last one for today. Sad. This guy's name is Blading Dragon. Is that like... Uh, <laughs> is that like Blazing? Except he's like one step up. He... he <laughs> He did the gateway drug and now he's blading. He's bleeding. Man, I'm bleeding hard. Uh, he says, I yell at my video games when I'm losing and my parents won't allow me to play games with blood unless I calm down. 
they think that I would yell more at <laughs> they think I would yell more at violent video games than at regular ones. But I don't think that's true. Do violent video games really make people yell more? Um, <laughs> seems like a loaded question. This I feel bad for these guys' parents. <laughs> like, stop yelling at your games. <laughs> Calm down. Was <laughs> yeah? What is your kid, Damien? He's gonna he's gonna get more worked up <laughs> if there's blood. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I don't know that violence factors into frustration with game. I think it boils down to gameplay, right? Like, yeah, you'd be playing like Elmo's Big Adventure, and if it sucks to control and it's shitty, you're gonna be just as pissed off if. You're playing like Total Carnage or something. Yeah. Tell them what you're good at and what frustrates you and what you can't do as a gamer, I guess. But also, maybe if you're a kid, just don't play violent video games with blood in them. Just saying. Yeah, you could uh, could turn into a vampire. It's, it happens. Mm-hmm. By transitive property ring. somehow. Yeah, exactly. Too much blood, you just have thirst for it at some point. Mm-hmm. She started out as a mild-mannered, you know, gamer. And then Mortal Kombat. <laughs> True <Yep>. story. <laughs> uh, Mr. Blading Dragon, if you're still out there listening to this, I would recommend setting your parents down and having them watch uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. And mm. then... Then also say that could have been me, but you stopped me. You destroyed my destiny. Man, I never even thought of that. This could could have <clears> been. <throat> maybe he is. Maybe. Yeah, this maybe. is James Rolfe. He wrote yeah. in. Mr. Blading Dragon himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor. Thanks for writing in, James. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh. Squirtle. <laughs> Okay, so in the in the anime of the Pokemon series, there was a group of four Squirtles. They were called the Squirtle Squad. And they all wore sunglasses because they were really cool dudes. Uh-huh. And Ash, he ended up helping them, and that's how he got his Squirtle. So I thought this was very important for you guys to know. I used to watch the anime a lot. Yeah, so you, you know, yeah, you know all Team about Rocket. the Squirtle Squad. Yep. And Meowth. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's still going. Like, why? How was that even? <laughs> the show? Yes. Totally. Yeah, I know. Like, it, that was the thing that always bothered me with the, like, you are basing a show around an entire cast of characters that can only say their own name. Like, Diglett. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> it says Diglett and it looks like a mole turd hybrid. That's cool. I don't get Pika. I don't. I mean, what what's the appeal? They don't have and to. Then pay that an real annoying actors. redheaded bitch. What's her name? Amy. What's um, the girl? Misty. Misty. There you go. Yeah. Amy was a <laughs> bitch girlfriend my roommate had in college. I got him confused. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he doesn't listen to the podcast. And Amy, if you do. Still a bitch. Probably. I don't know. I haven't seen you in a decade. You're probably also a water Pokemon trainer, too. Who knows? Yeah. 
If she was a Pokemon, it'd be Squirtle. <laughs> if, that, if that tells you anything. Uh, that's a good as spot to leave off than any, I think. So I'll just <laughs> leave it. <laughs> uh, All right. Once again, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right. So like Ryan had said earlier, uh, you can visit our website for all of our media outlooks. We got, um, it's going to be www.weekendpodcast.com. Um, you can also send us an email with any questions, comments, concerns. That's going to be weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and as always, be kind, rewind. Bananas. Bananas. Squirtle. Want to trade ball monsters? <laughs> you know what? I'll get one too and we'll put our balls together. Talk about blue balls. <laughs>